1: We'll talk with founders, entrepreneurs, CEOs, and really some of the most interesting people of our time. Can't wait to get started. Let's go. Let's go. go. Hi, guys. It's Kara Golden from The Kara Golden Show, and I'm super excited to have my next guest here. We have Mike Weber, who is the co-founder and CEO of Frutero, and today I'm going to be chatting with Mike, uh, who... Story began, I I guess in some ways uh, from a trip to India. Is this right? Uh, so we'll uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that, and um, you know his his passion for tropical fruit ice cream uh, kind of happened by accident, which is the story of I think all great <laughs> entrepreneurs. He wasn't planning on on starting this, um, but when he stumbled upon this idea. He really thought that it was needed um, in in the U.S., so he would be able to probably eat it and uh, share it with other people. So he now owns and operates uh, this this tropical ice cream company called Frutero. Uh, it's distributed in over three thousand stores. It's growing very quickly. Um, super high quality fruits with uh, from various tropical. Uh, countries, or at least uh, that's where the, uh, the fruits originated. And they are just super, super tasty, eclectic flavors. And I'm super excited to have you on, Mike. So thanks for coming.
0: Thank you so much. Excited to be here.
1: So let's start. You didn't plan on being an entrepreneur. It sounds, uh, it sounds like. So let's talk about kind of the early days before founding Fratello. What what did you do? Yeah. What were you up to? Uh,
0: yeah. So I grew up in Connecticut. Uh, my whole family lives there. And then I went to school at University of Maryland. I studied biology and I studied finance. And right after school, I went into consulting. Uh, it was there for four years. I worked. Just so happened to work for one of the largest ice cream companies. (laughs) Uh, But I really wanted to have a more startup experience. I left that. I went to work for a tech company in the beer industry. Uh, And uh, that company ended up getting acquired by Anheuser-Busch. And I worked very closely with the founders there. and was just amazed by their journey and that founder experience. And I wanted to have that journey for myself. Uh, So after that, I went back to school. I did my MBA at Wharton. And on the first day of class, I met the guy that would become my co-founder, Vedant Sabu. We were actually assigned to sit next to each other on the first day of class.
1: That's wild. And did you know right away, like, I mean, what were some of the early conversations that you had with him that you just thought, like, he was like your other half for business? I mean, what what was it that you just, (laughs) I mean, did you enjoy him? You thought that he sort of... Um, you know, brought in something different into your life that you didn't have?
0: So when I came to school, went back to school, I wanted to start my own business. And in our early conversations, I was telling Zidane all the time, hey, when I get out of here, I want to employ myself. And after about a month of talking about that, he said, look, Mike, you've been talking about this for a month. I want to do the same thing. L- let's get going. Let's do something together. Um, so we started brainstorming different ideas. We ended up having about 82 different ideas, all sorts of things, not only food and beverage, all, all different things. Uh, but what was interesting was actually one of our early conversations uh, was about our experience in tropical regions. And Vida and I, we are from totally opposite sides of the earth. He grew up in India. I grew up in Connecticut. But we both have these strong connections to the tropics. For him, growing up in India, his grandfather had a mango farm. So when he has mangoes, he's brought back to those experiences. and. For me, my family, we'd go on vacation to Hawaii and Mexico, and we enjoyed you know, guavas in Hawaii and passion fruits in Mexico. That's how I associate those fruits. And we recognized that, you know, we're not alone in this. Uh, you have 85 million people in the U.S. who have some cultural connection to the tropics, whether it's India or Latin America and Southeast Asia, right, have this connection to the fruits. And you have pre-COVID Tens of millions of people like me who have traveled to tropical regions have tried the fruits and really have those strong memories of the fruits. And Frutero is all about reconnecting people to those tropical experiences through all natural foods with delicious fruits.
1: Talk about, you know, you went to India. Were you looking for an idea for ice cream? I mean, obviously you had that was when you were working at an ice cream company or.
0: So this is I, I was. I was at school, and this is when Vidant and I were uh, kind of brainstorming different ideas. And one of the, one of the first things that he, he said here was, you know, in India, we have all these amazing fruits, and we have this one particular chain of, of ice cream stores that's all these tropical flavors, and I can't believe that people in the U.S. don't have it. Um, so in January of 2020, I was going on a trip to India, and he recommended I try the ice cream when I was there. So actually... First day, land in Mumbai, go to the hotel, grab a few friends, and we go straight to this ice cream place. And we tried the ice cream, and it was absolutely delicious. And there were some fruits I knew. I knew coconut, I knew mango, but a lot of fruits that I didn't know at the time. I definitely did not know what a guanabana was or a, a soursop, um, but it was, it was so delicious. And we came back to the U.S., and we were looking for just that fruit ice cream. Of course, you must have it here in the U.S. And we went to Whole Foods. We went to Acme. We went all over. Couldn't find it anywhere. Um, And that's when we initially thought, you know, there could be an opportunity here to bring this to uh, U.S. consumers, initially thinking maybe this would just be a niche product. You know, the Indian community likes it, but then very quickly realized that, you know, it's a product that everyone really, really likes. I mean, these fruits, you know, passion fruit and mango are just really, really delicious. Um, And they're delicious in their natural state, but it's so hard to get a delicious mango or just just delicious passion fruit in the U.S. fresh. So we bring that same flavor to our our customers.
1: That's awesome. So, you get out of business school. Did you actually start it in business school? I mean, were you guys writing the business plan? Or? Oh, there
0: was no business plan. No. <laughs> you,
1: were, you were like, let's just wing it, let's get it co-packed and just go for it.
0: So, I'll say initially, we really did not think that this would be the idea that would take us to the promised land, right? Um, it was, so it was in between our, our first and second year. Uh, it, was, it was March. So we had the summer vacation and coming up and we said, look, we need to do something here. Let's just get this, this ice cream idea started. At least we'll learn something over the summer. Uh, so we actually sold our first, at the time it was a half pint of ice cream on May 21st, uh, May 26th, I got married. And then that first summer of 2019, we were just saying, where did this product work? Mm-hmm. So we sold up and down the streets in Philadelphia. We sold to Convenience stores. We sold to uh, taco restaurants. We sold to the university. We sold to grocery stores. Just testing where you know where can we get traction uh, with a product. And by the end of that summer, we found the grocery channel, and particularly the natural grocery channel, is really where we had the best traction. And that's where we started to double down on in in late 2019, and then in 2020 is where we kind of had our first big break getting the whole food through their local program just in 12 stores around philadelphia
1: that's wild and what it, what was the hardest thing that you didn't anticipate sort of getting in i mean you know i it, it's interesting as you're sharing that story and having come from working for a large ice cream company i always think about my dad when i was launching hint and he had started a brand called healthy choice and so i went to him and i said how do i get into safeway like you were in Safeway. I mean, how, how can, and, you know, ConAgra owned Healthy Choice. So they had, they had it all worked out. Like he had to negotiate internally. And I'm sure the ice cream was the same, same way for the space, but to actually go in and get a meeting with a buyer and talk to a buyer and also, talk to a buyer about how you're launching something that is really different and they should make space for you. I mean, I can just only imagine. And maybe that's slightly easier in Whole Foods. I think the competition in every category has gotten greater. But was it really surprising? Because you had never really done anything like this.
0: So it was very difficult. And there were no overnight successes or overnight surprises that came out. It was really just grinding. And to your point, Whole Foods was one of the easier ones to get a foot in the door. Mm-hmm. So in 2020, we got a foot in the door at Whole Foods with 12 stores. And we also got on to GoPuff instant delivery platform just by sending a cold email to the CEOs, <laughs> which That's was amazing. nice. But in, in 2020, you know, we felt great that over the summer, we had those 12 Whole Foods stores. We were really doing well. The business is growing. And then in uh, September and Q4 of that year, is when we said, okay, we're going to take this data and we're going to pitch to grocery stores all over. Uh, and we pitched to grocery stores all over the East Coast. And fortunately, we got meetings with everyone. And you know what? We got rejected by everybody. Wow. Like, literally, it, I, Vidal and I were saying to each other, you know, we've had so many meetings. We're definitely, I mean, you get one come through, we're going to be in good shape. Nothing, nothing came through um, that year. Um, so we said, look, how, how, how are we going to do this? How are we going to, what are we going to do? This is, this is a channel um, and we said, look, we really have to just work with what we had, which is we were in Whole Foods in that local program, which kind of gave us a, a license to hunt and expand in more stores. And then fortunately, we got approved at a mass market retailer called ShopRite in the region, which has a bit over 300 stores. And that was the same thing where it was like a license to hunt. We weren't placed on the shelf. We didn't have our space, but we were able to go to the stores and pitch to the managers. Um, and that's exactly what we did. So at that time, we graduated. Vedant was living in California. He flew to the East Coast, and he was just living out of his car for about two months, going to, to different ShopRite stores and pitching just to get on the shelf. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes, you know, we you know, there are some lower, slower selling items, so we would just buy them. We would just buy everything out on the shelf so we'd get our space and we'd get the store to place an order. And then I was really focused on the marketing. We had a really robust digital marketing uh, strategy driving people into the store asking for, man, I want that guanabana. I haven't had guanabana since I was in you know, the Dominican Republic or on my vacation in Colombia. And we ended up doing very well uh, in those in those stores and then used that as a proof point in the region to then, this just this past year, pitch to other grocery stores. And it was much easier than to say to uh, stop and shop, hey, you know, right across the street from you at ShopRite, look how well we're doing over there right so then this year we went from you know, just about 450 stores to over the last two months 3,000 stores and i think it was really a i mean a lot of learning but definitely you know knowing our knowing what the customer wants right which for us is is the grocery store uh and they want to know hey can they make more money with your product than the next product they can put there uh, and we had to prove that to them And definitely the type of ice cream that we're making is much different than anything else in the ice cream category. So we had to make them believe that this is something that would actually work for them. Uh, I think we did a good job proving that last year. Uh, And lastly, I think, you know, we just had a hustle. I think at the beginning, you know, you got to get out there as a founder, you're not going to have a hero. No one's going to be your hero. You have to do it yourself. And early on, it's not about a scalable solution for these things it's just about muscling muscling it out and just getting the job done
1: yeah totally well and i think it's uh it's interesting i was on the phone with an entrepreneur the other day and shared a little bit about how you know you can you can definitely get into stores right and and you can get your product in if it tastes good right no matter i mean it's not easy but it's possible but the real key is staying in cuz they want to see that things are selling so your ability to actually grab data everything that you're talking about and sort of show people maybe even against all odds that things worked like if you've got a flavor that they've never heard of for example and it's killing it right on on the shelf like that's where they can you know start to paint their own picture of whether or not it would do well in in their store but you know, you're still up against huge competition. Um, you're always fighting for space and, and, you know, yeah. frankly, um, hint almost 17 years later is still fighting for space. I mean, people are like, yeah, you're much bigger or you've, you know, but it's still, a, it's a, it's still a fight and anything can happen along the way. I mean, as, as you know, in this, in the ice cream industry, I mean, somebody new comes up, it's almost like a, you're a competitive advantage, right? Or you've got a competitive advantage, but you actually have to prove yourself. And and yes. um, and I think that the closer you can stay to the consumer and really understand what's going on versus actually outsourcing it, I think that it's you've got a few years before you can really outsource it. That's another thing that I share with entrepreneurs. Would you agree?
0: Absolutely. I, I think the way that we've built for Terra is really outsource the things that are more on the, Commodity side, where there's not value being added, right? Uh, warehousing, the actual manufacturing for us, right? But what's critical for us is the sales and marketing. Yeah. And by marketing, it's who is our customer? Why are they buying Futero? And the interesting learning for us has been our customers are not just the ice cream shopper who's buying Ben and Jerry's one day. You know, they want that super chocolate. Fudge and the next day buying Frutero. People who love Frutero, they love fruits, right? So the challenge for us is actually getting customers, getting consumers from that fruit section, from the produce section and letting them know, hey, Frutero exists, right? We know you enjoy buying mangoes, fresh mangoes. Well, you'll also love buying Frutero mm-hmm. uh, and thinking about how are we going to, to target those customers so they know about us has been critical for us.
1: Between running multiple businesses, including recording the Kara Golden Show, I know how hard it can be to keep it all together. And when it comes to administrative tasks like running payroll, you want to do it as quickly and efficiently as possible. Luckily, this episode's sponsor, Gusto, helps you handle payroll in just a few clicks. In fact, three out of four customers say it takes 10 minutes or less to run payroll with Gusto. Time saved to record another interview or start another business. Gusto helps with the harder stuff too, like filing taxes, compliance, international contractor payments, and more. They also offer a wide range of health and financial benefits so that you can have all of the info you need to make the right decisions for you and your team. In today's busy world, making your life easier is the name of the game. With Gusto, everything you need to pay, manage, hire, and support your great team is in one place. And just for our listeners, Gusto's offering three free months at gusto.com slash Cara. That's gusto.com slash Cara. Every 28 seconds, an entrepreneur makes their first sale on Shopify. That's over 3,000 sales every day. One of those sales could be you. Shopify is more than an online store. It is a subscription-based software that allows you to sell your product, reach your consumers, and drive sales, all from one place. Shopify also gives you detailed reports of your conversion rates, profit margins, and traffic to your page. You can then generate traffic by using Shopify's integrations and third-party apps, from on-demand printing to accounting to advanced chatbots and everything in between. Plus. Shopify instantly lets you accept all major payment methods. Shopify has everything you need to scale your business, whether you're a brand new startup or a seasoned entrepreneur. I personally love how Shopify has the tools and resources that make it easy for any business to succeed from down the street to around the globe. Supercharge your knowledge, your sales, and your success with Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com/slash Kara right now. That's Shopify.com slash Kara. Today's episode is sponsored by Such a Voice. Have you ever thought about how your voice sets the stage for how you are perceived? Okay, so you may not be looking to be a voiceover actor, but maybe, just maybe, there are a few techniques that you wouldn't mind learning. No matter what you do for a living, your voice is the thing people are making decisions about from the moment you say something. That's why paying attention to what I'm about to talk about is key. Such a voice. That's our terrific sponsor of this segment. Such a Voice provides professional voiceover training for anyone. The great people at Such a Voice will take you through professional voice technique and even coach you through preparing, recording, and producing your own voiceover demo, too. But why would you need this training? Well, that's a very good question. Whether you are thinking of interviewing on a podcast or recording your audiobook or giving that keynote at next year's company offsite, Those techniques you will learn will teach you what real-world voice actors already know and help you be your very best. Visit Such A Voice slash Kara Golden, that's G-O-L-D-I-N, and receive a complimentary copy of Such A Voice's must-knows of voiceover. You will get expert tips from people who know how to have impact. Check out suchavoice.com slash Kara Golden today to learn from the experts. This was another question I got from an entrepreneur the other day. How do you figure out pricing? It used to be where, I don't know, maybe you you figured out your cost of your goods and then you said, okay, double it and that will be, but you know, you've got to sell it into as you get bigger, you're going to have to sell it into a distributor. In many cases, you're not just delivering directly. So you've got to be careful about that because you don't want to have some huge increase that on the shelf. And But how, how did you think about that? And I think that that's where maybe going to business school, maybe having experience in a big company kind of helps <laughs> you to sort of think about that stuff. But what advice would you give to entrepreneurs when they're trying to look at pricing? So
0: look, I think w- whether it's looking at pricing or for us was looking at where to actually sell. Yeah. What we looked at was where is the, where is the most volume moving mm-hmm. in grocery, in, in in ice cream, right? And I, I, I spoke initially early on that we were looking at all different channels initially where to sell. We were looking at restaurants, convenience, grocery, and we realized, look, most of the volume is moving through grocery. So, okay, that's the channel that we're initially going to focus on, grocery. And I think it was kind of similar with, with pricing, we look at what are the brands in the category that are really moving a lot of volume, uh, and it was uh, the brands like Ben and & Jerry's and Häagen-Dazs. We can have a look at their price point, and then we look at what else is in there. We see there's a lot of brands that are higher up, mm-hmm. six dollars, seven dollar pints. We said, you know what? A lot of those brands just don't grow a lot. They're just mm-hmm. priced out of the market. Yeah. They'll work in LA, they'll they'll work in New York, right? But they don't work in the rest of the rest of the country. And we really wanted to build a, com- uh, a company and have products that anybody can buy, right So when we thought about pricing, we said, "Look, we want to have a price that's a slight premium to Ben and Jerry's, because certainly we, we're paying for it. Um, you know we work directly with partners in Colombia, with those farmers and processors there to get the fresh fruit, so we're really investing in it. Um, but we want to get that product to a shelf that works for you know a regular. American consumer, mm-hmm. and we don't want to price them out. So, really, we just say wherever we are, we want to be a slight premium to uh, to Ben and Jerry's and Hagenhoff. Uh But of course, you do get the complications of when you go through a distributor, you're really stuck with a lot of the the pricing there.
1: Yeah, definitely. You talked about digital marketing, and I think I feel like digital marketing has has grown, has changed in many ways over the last two years, especially as people were trying to get access to different types of food and stores were closed um how did your world change during uh you know the last couple of years with covid
0: yeah so we were a covid baby right mm-hmm. we were born in covid so a lot of those classical marketing tech techniques or strategies we couldn't do right mm-hmm. we couldn't get into stores and do a lot of sampling and for fruit we always say tasting is believing when people try our 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 ice cream they buy. They the like our repeat purchase rate is very good. So we had to be a bit more creative. And what really worked for us was on the digital marketing side. Uh, we had that insight that our customers love fruits. So that's what we targeted. So on Facebook and on Instagram, we target folks that have an interest in fruit. Um, at the same time, what was so interesting during COVID was there was this huge rise of e commerce or uh, e grocery, right? Mm-hmm. With, with Instacart. Um, so what we do on there is for a customer, Looking for uh, pineapple or avocado or strawberry, they'll always see an ad for Frutero come up. And what was so interesting about that was those keywords for us were super cheap, right? Because avocado, there's one brand of avocado in the store, so it's very no one no one wants that. that
1: interesting. Keyword. So
0: we put a bid on that very quickly, get right in front of in front of those those consumers. And the other thing was kind of using social media to build brand advocates Mm -hmm. Uh, when people like just how can we make people promote that fanatic love of frutero uh and when people try frutero particularly if they have some cultural connection uh to frutero know, if they grew up in india enjoying mangoes with with their families they really want to talk about that that experience uh so we engage our customers uh, to get them to talk even more uh, with their friends, with their families about, wow, I just found this mango. And, you know, it tastes just like, uh, you know, the mango that we had on our vacation. You have to try it. And we get people all the time, who say, you know, I, I tried the guanabana and then I picked up eight pints. I brought it to my office so everyone there could try it because I knew the people in my office, they would never tried guanabana. And I wanted to share it with them.
1: That's awesome. So, and obviously tough in the frozen space to do this. You know, I think there's many people who wouldn't do what you've done because of the frozen space. They're like, oh my god, what a nightmare, right? I, what What would you say? Uh, do you believe it's gotten easier that that the process of actually doing frozen is, you know, has gotten slightly easier? There's people who will handle that from you know pick and pack, and so it's all it's kind of all I know.
0: Yeah, so far.
1: <laughs> uh, but
0: I think we're very fortunate here in the U.S. that there's a, a very robust infrastructure mm-hmm. for the frozen supply chain, right? When I mean, there's frozen warehouses all over the country and there's, uh, well, capacity is a little tough, tougher these days on trucks, but really to, to get, you know, we want to send a truckload to California. We send a few emails. We have very, very good partners at Vertero. and really over the last year, A big priority for me has been getting those right partners in place, right? So, you know, our partners, our farming partners down in Columbia, we really have developed a very strong relationship with them. Same thing as our warehousing partners and co-packers and our logistics partners. You know, they can, they trust us, we trust them. And I think it's really about building that strong relationship.
1: Yeah, definitely. I love that. Uh, Such a great way to think about it for sure. So, and then, you know, obviously your direct to consumer business as you're, as you've grown that, I mean, you're, you're also building your own list. And do you feel like, like, I don't think direct to consumer is going away anytime soon. I I think that people are looking for new flavors constantly. And uh, I was looking on your site too. Do you feel like that's, that's a big push for your site is to kind of test flavors as well? So I
0: I see D to C as where we test innovation. Uh-huh. It's exact. It's exactly that. Um, you know, from a business perspective, from a margin perspective, I'd rather do grocery business all day long. Yeah. Than than D to C, right? Especially when, when it's frozen. Most of, uh, unfortunately, most of what the customer is paying for is FedEx, dry ice, and an insulated box. Yeah. Right. Uh, the, actually, cost of goods are very very limited there. Um, So we see using grocery as that's where we're gonna put the main products, right? The the fast selling products. And then for our, you know, super fans, we wanna have new products available, new fruits available from our website. So for example, we're in one chain Food Lion down in North Carolina, it's 1100 stores. And we decided not to put our guanabana there. But we get so many messages through our website, through our social media of people saying, I went to Foodline and I was looking everywhere for the Guanabana, I can't find it, right? <laughs> I think that's a flavor that, you know, it probably wouldn't work very well at Foodline, but it's so important for us to have it available yeah. to those customers from our website. And the other thing is, you know, as we're growing our distribution, there's a lot of areas in the country that can't get for right now, right? On the East Coast, we're everywhere, uh, Stop and Shop, ShopRite, Whole Foods, Acme, Safeway, Foodline, uh, but the, you know, folks over there, Uh, They try Frutero and they say, you know, I have a cousin in Chicago that would love Frutero, but we don't have any stores right now in in Chicago. So D2C is a great way for those customers to send Frutero to their loved ones. Uh, At the same time, I think we have really um, invested in our relationships with a lot of the instant delivery companies. I was going to ask that on
1: the GoPuffs and some of the others.
0: Exactly, GoPuff has been amazing. So pretty much, you, you get on the app, you can order Frutero, and in literally 15 minutes, you can get Frutero delivered to your door. Uh, and you know, my wife and I, we just had a baby last weekend, so while we were in in the hospital, the nurses were just amazing there. So I was ordering Frutero for everyone, and thankfully, down in in Florida, uh, in South Florida, we have Frutero on GoPuff. So just boom, boom, click, click, and we get it delivered in 15 minutes. I think with ice cream it's, it's an impulse buy, totally. right? People want it now. Uh, so for the same price that you can get a pint of zero in the store, you can get it delivered to your, your home yeah. in 15 minutes. Um, so go above, I mean, I, I, I can't say enough about them. We just love that. And that relationship is super important for us.
1: That's awesome. That's yeah. Those guys are great. I want to get him the CEO on, on here. Cause it's, I mean, it's a phenomenal story. Absolutely. Very, very cool. So, Mike, share a story about like a challenge or failure that you've had along the way in building this business. As you and I were talking about, I think that entrepreneurism has been uh, over glamorized at times for people just getting in. And, and we all know the stories of entrepreneurs in every industry are, um, you know, it can be challenging and, and frankly, lonely. Sometimes too, as you're going through these things, that you might not tell your closest friends about, you know, here's what happened at Shoprite, right? And you know, it's just it's a weird yeah. story that people wouldn't even believe half the time. As my husband and I have said over the last. 17 years of building this biz, building hint it's uh we would have probably made more money just like running the video camera on some of the stuff that went on <laughs> you know that we think back on and i mean it's just between co-packers and and some of those meetings and meetings with uh grocery buyers and uh you know things when we were on you know on top of everything. And then all of a sudden we weren't, I mean, it's just, it's so, so many stories. So uh, share one that you have.
0: Yes. And just on your point of the ups and downs and the loneliness, I think what I'm so fortunate about is my partner, Vedant. Uh, I I mean, I definitely could not have, we could not do this without each other because I think when you have two partners, right, you have two people, well, you're going to get those highs and lows, right, in the business. And it's so, I think it's so important to have two people because look, there's some times when I've been super down, especially early on yeah. in the business, you know, where I'm super down, but you have your partner that, you know, brings that positivity to you. And then you'll have times when it's the reverse situation, uh, especially early on when we knew nothing about making ice cream. And it just looked so like it was such a long journey to when can we even get a product yeah. on the shelf? Uh, but. In terms of the biggest, the, the big failures we had, uh, or big mistakes we had, it was really early on. It took us a while to figure out the right product, place, price, and promotion, right? Just the, the, the four P's of marketing. Uh, and I think the biggest mistake that we made was actually taking, taking too long to apply some of the things that we were seeing and make changes for mm-hmm. Very specifically is when we launched Fruitaro, uh, we saw that our path to building a brand would be through f- food service. We had this idea early on that we would be the Joritos of ice cream. <laughs> we saw that you know, at every um, Mexican restaurant you have Joritos, we thought Frutero would be that dessert of choice there. So initially we came out with this half pint of ice cream, this eight-ounce cup of ice cream, and we sold on our bicycles all over Philadelphia. We also sold into at, at the same time doing that into grocery stores. And we started realizing in that first summer summer that Restaurants were not where we were going to build a business. It was going to be in grocery. Mm-hmm. And early on, we started getting feedback that the half pint, that smaller size, is not going to work in grocery. But at that time, we had $5,000 worth of packaging. Mm-hmm. And we said, how, how the heck are we going to change now? We have $5,000 invested in this packaging. We can't just throw it out. So we doubled down. We continued growing with this, with this half pint. Then we had an issue with our co-packer where we pretty much got kicked out we had to make a big change and we had another opportunity we had to change the configuration of of the packaging uh and we said we could go to a pint now or we could just stick with the eight ounce. um and there again we said you know we're in so many stores already it was maybe only 40 stores (laughs) and we said let's just it's just too late we we have to just stick with stick with the half pint. well Eventually, that half point really became, it really became an issue, and the margins on that were, were not good. And we also had a lot of operational issues. So that smaller container just got lost on the shelf. Uh, the buyers were ordering not enough, so we'd sell out a lot. Uh, and ultimately, we just became clear, we have to make the change now, and you have to just rip off that Band-Aid and, and switch the pack size. Um, and it was not an easy thing to do. Uh, but now looking back, I mean, thank God that we made that change. So I, I think just the, the learning, if I were to do this again for, for other folks, is, you know, when you start seeing those issues early on in the business, number one, they're only going to get bigger. So learn very quickly and totally. make that change very quickly. And also those things that you see as impossible to do, oh, it's impossible to make this change early on. Once you grow, it only becomes harder to make that change. We had a similar issue. We bought barcodes just off the internet <laughs> early on. And we realized, oh, you can't just do that. Yeah, but you we, can. Had that, we had to make that, that change. And that was tough. But, you know, especially in the early days, just make the corrections as fast as, as, fast as you possibly can. Um, and also make sure you're, you're getting customer feedback uh, as much as you can.
1: Yeah, definitely. No, those are great, great insights. So I think for everybody, we all have those moments when we're like, "Oh, why did we do that? That was so stupid." But I think the key is is to learn from them, auto craft as fast as possible, and go out and try some other things. So that is uh, is great stuff. And Frutero is terrific. So Mike mentioned many of the stores uh, that it's available, but it's also available online. Um, what's the best place for people to, uh, reach out? Can you share your website?
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So our website is fruteroicecream.com, F-R-U-T-E-R-O, icecream.com. People could also just email me, I'm Mike at fruteroicecream.com.
1: Perfect. And on social platforms, you guys are all set up there as well?
0: Yes, just at fruteroicecream, F-R-U-T-E-R-O.
1: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on. And thanks everybody for listening to this episode. Please subscribe to the Kara Golden Show and hear great stories like Mike's and Frutero's. And uh, we would really appreciate it if you would give this five stars because the algorithm really is pushed by uh, getting great ratings. And this was an awesome episode with lots of little gems in there. So, Appreciate that and find me on all social platforms at Kara Golden and be sure to pick up a copy of my book, Undaunted, that shares our journey of building Hint and we are here every Monday, Wednesday and I believe we're adding another day as well. Uh, So really, really terrific that you all are staying with us and listening and thanks everyone. Have a great week. Before we sign off, I wanna talk to you about fear. People like to talk about fearless leaders, but achieving big goals isn't about fearlessness. Successful leaders recognize their fears and decide to deal with them head on in order to move forward. This is where my new book, Undaunted, comes in. This book is designed for anyone who wants to succeed in the face of fear, overcome doubts, and live a little undaunted.